When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're in Slough in, uh, at Kaya Lounge. Shout out at Kaya Lounge. I'm joined by HS, fresh of his victory uh, at the O2 against River Wilson. Ben, I said to you off camera, was that the best performance we've seen from Hamza Shira so far in his career? Uh, you said yes. Um, why was it the best performance? Do you know what it is in my camp with uh, Ricky out in LA? It's been my, that was my what, fifth camp with him. And the way we're gelling is just, it's, it's working. It's working very well as well. And obviously the performances are showing. They're showing. And um, yeah, hopefully the next one will be even better than, better than that. Well, let's hope so. Um, obviously he took the fight on late notice. So obviously respect goes out to River for you actually getting a fight on the night. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I said it was meant to be for the British as well, and I keep mentioning it. And loads of um, opponents said no for, for whatever reason. So like I said, just a massive respect to, to River for taking it and coming and giving it a go. Can you tell me then uh, how many opponents didn't take the fight? I was, I was chatting to um, Francis about it actually at the, uh, the weigh-in, and about I think it was about five or six of them. I don't want to be name-dropping, but they know who they are at the end of the day. And the British... The British um, the British title was there, was on the line, so all these fighters say that they want it, but in reality, I don't think they do. Hamza, when you think back to the heavy backlash you received for the first time in your career since the Bradley Skeet fight, and you moved your, uh, your way up to middleweight, Jeff Smith, brilliant performance, Francisco Torres, uh, sort of highlight reel knockout, and then that performance, arguably, in your words, the best performance you've put on so far. Is it a testament to your character after that public backlash and scrutiny, which was heavy? I'm talking about talk sport. It was going pretty national. Um, You've got to give yourself a pat on the back for the three performances you've put on since then. Yeah, and no, I listen, at the end of the day, situations like that reveal your true character. They, make, they, make you or they, either, they either make you or break you, and I think it made me. It made me, and um, after that fight, I've got the mentality now every time I go into fight, I've got something to prove. I've got something to prove. I need to need to write the, the naysayers, as they say, and prove them wrong. And I've been doing that, and it's been, it's, I'm heading in the right direction. I think during your time at 154, when I was interviewing you 
um, when you were campaigning down there. I asked you countless times, uh, is it a struggle to make the weight? And you always adamant that no it wasn't. One, no one tells the truth, innit? No one, yeah, it's easy making the weight, Umar. I was killing myself for the, part, for the last three fights. I was dying at the weight. But yeah, the, one, the move to 160 was well needed, man. Well, it looks like it's really suiting you. And also what's really gelling now is your relationship with Ricky and what's going on in California in terms of uh, camps out there and putting yourself in with top American, Mexicans, Cubans, South American fighters. That seems to be all paying off. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. LA is the hub, is like the pinnacle of the sport. Do you know what I mean? It is where all the, the top, top fighters go, about, go, go out and are serious about their business. And I've been lucky enough to get the financial backing to get out there and be able to do so. I've been capitalising it and it's, it's uh, paying dividends. Looking at that performance at the O2 last Saturday, the thing I noticed the most was your jab. It wasn't just landing when you wanted to. It was accurate, it was spiteful. It was actually a power shot. Is that something that you've been working on? Yeah, yeah, that was a... We, Ricky, that camp, the start of that camp, he goes, this is your next fight. He goes, we're going to keep it very simple. He goes, they're simple and then there's very simple. We're just going to work on that jab, keep sticking it, keep sticking it. The sparring that I had for this fight, I needed, I needed to use my jab. I had no option but to use my jab. I was fighting, uh, I mean, sparring with like, like I said, light heavies, cruisers, and it puts you in a position where you have no choice but to throw the shots that you've been working on. And like I said, on fight night, it was just everything was flowing. Reminded me of a, a Joe Joyce jab, <laughs> heavy, strong, accurate. Do you know what I mean? That's a that's a compliment right there, isn't it? No, no pressure on me though. I think it's slightly heavier though, uh, big juggernauts. <laughs> Um, Hamza, um, saw some praise from Nigel Benn. Yeah. Obviously an Ilford boy like yourself. Uh, what does that mean to you? Do you know what it is? Before the fight, obviously, Colin McMillan works, he works with me. He's, he's almost a mentor. He was in the change room and then Nigel Benn walked in. To have, to have two legends in, in your change room before you're going out for a fight, just giving you a little bit of advice and, you know, just being there, just being there. It was a, like a massive, almost a massive pat on the back and it gave me that extra, it definitely gave me that extra push. Okay, well, listen, uh, yeah, congratulations on your stoppage victory uh, last weekend at the O2. You had praise from Nigel Benn. You didn't have praise from uh, a certain someone else in Amir Khan. Um, I was quite surprised hearing some of the comments that you made to myself and other media outlets on the night. You've put a statement tonight as of 8.30 uh, this Thursday evening. What was your initial reaction when you saw Amir's comments about yourself? You know, you know the first interview I saw, I thought, core. Cool. He's got a bigger grudge than me than he had with Kelbrook. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But listen, I was, I was, to be honest with you, I was taken aback. I was taken aback. Um, it was random, very random. Uh, but I think what that come down to is a, is a matter of miscom miscommunication. That's all it was. I don't know. Maybe someone's been in his ear or, or whatever the, whatever the um, situation is. Yeah, that, that's what I saw from that. And um, yeah, pretty, pretty much that's it, really. But it was quite heavy stuff. I mean, ignorant, arrogant. You've been disrespectful, chatting shit behind his back. Um, he's going to stick it on you when he sees you. I mean, these seem like personal jibes. Now, listen, at the end of the day, the first, what was it? The only disrespectful thing I've, I've probably done was the tweet I'd done. And you've got to remember, that was off first reaction of seeing the interview. So obviously, when your back's against the wall, we're fighters at the end of the day. I'm not going to sit there and just and just get abused. Do you know what I mean? So that is, that is the one and only tweet I have put out. But listen, forgetting about that for, for now, if you look at all my interviews I've done since I've been a pro, 
since I've even been an amateur, it's been nothing but praise, nothing but praise. I've always said if I achieve half of what he's achieved, even a quarter of what he's achieved, I'll be a very happy man. I'll be a very happy man. So in terms of disrespect, arrogance and all of that, in all honesty, I don't know where that's come from. I don't know where that's come from. And there is no evidence of, of that in in my, oh, sorry, on my social media or even in my interview. So where you got that from, I do not know. Where does this stem from? Do you know what was Personally speaking, I think it's because his uncle Taz works with me. That's what I think it is personally. And obviously whatever family feud or issue they've got between them, I've obviously been caught in the crossfire. That's where it comes from. That's where this whole, when I saw it, I was just sitting there thinking, where on earth has he got all of this from? And obviously, Maybe it's, it's built up, it's all been built up in him and on, obviously on, on the night he just kind of like blurted it all out and it is what it is, isn't it? Just to clarify as well, that post you're referring to that you put out, I believe on the Sunday, the day after your fight, you were quoting one of the interviews Amir gave about yourself where he was, you know, talking a lot, a lot about you and, and you said that Canelo hit you too hard, brother, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's that's exactly what I said. Obviously, that was my first reaction of, of of seeing the interview. I was like, Canelo just definitely hit you too hard because I don't know where you're getting all your information from at the end of the day. But listen, in in most of them interviews, done quite a few interviews, and I saw I saw all of them, and I think he definitely acted on emotion. I'll tell you why because there was one interview where he said I've won Mickey Mouse belts or or something like that. But if you look at it, I've won the same belt he's won when he was coming up in his career. The Commonwealth he fought for against Willie Limond. The WBC Silver he fought for against Luis Colazzo. And the WBC International he fought against Billy Dibb. So I think if you look at it like that, it made no sense what he said. It, made, it did make no sense what he said. I understand I've got a long way to go. I'm not getting ahead of myself here. Let's, let's just make that clear. I'm not getting ahead of myself. I understand there's, a, there's quite a long way to go for me to become world champion but I'm pretty sure it will happen if I keep if I keep winning the belts the same belts he did Hams it's always good to see back and forth between two active fighters who potentially could fight down the line but I don't think it's great to see a retired fighter and an active fighter going back and forth um, he was asked on an interview uh, at a Sky Sports show on the weekend if you see Hamza can you guys resolve this in private, um, his answer was actually no. Would you be able to resolve this in private? Are you willing to do that or are you not bothered? Yeah, no, of course we are. We're men at, we're men at the end of the day. Do you know I mean, we, we, um, listen, I'm not one of them guys who are going to sit here and just pose empty threats upon empty threats. I'm not just not that guy. I don't do things like that at the end of the day. It's a gentleman's sport. I portray, I've portrayed myself, well, I hope I've portrayed myself as a gentleman up until this date so far. So I'm not one to to go, go about all that gangster talk and, and all that. It's just, it's just not what I do. It's not in my nature. If he wants to sit down like men and resolve it, I'm all for it. I'm all for it at the end of the day. Um, and yeah, like, like I said, I'm not one to pose empty threats. Having said that though, you are a fighter. Yep. He has gone on camera to the public and said, if he sees you, he's going to stick it on you. Yeah. I think he also said that just because I'm a retired fighter doesn't mean I've lost certain things. So are you anticipating if you do guys meet in public one day that it could go off, Hamza? I'm, I'm definitely not anticipating that because I don't, I'm not a street fighter. I'm a boxer. I fight in the ring. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's what I do. What about getting in the ring then and getting paid for it? Do you know what I mean? If, if, 
if that's if that's how he wants to stick it on me, then so be it. I'm all for it. Um, I'm a fighter at the end of the day. I don't say no. I don't say no to nothing like that. If my if 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 my back's against the wall and he wants to stick it on me, then so be it. Let's do it. What was the relationship like before this? Because I think I've seen a few clips where you guys, I think you came into a room once, you had a photo with him. This was a few years ago when you were younger. So has the relationship been okay before? The relationship's been sweet. That's, that's what I'm saying. This is where I've been confused than anything. The relationship's been sweet. Sometimes he used to, he used to give me advice. Um, I, like I said, I said nothing but good things about him. So the relationship has always, it's always been sweet. So can you imagine just like on a random, a random one, he's come and gone, just lost his marbles in an interview and gone in a mad one. Like, you're sitting there thinking, you look a bit silly, didn't you, mate? Was there something in particular that got to you a little bit? Because obviously this is going out to the public where you're portraying a certain image. He's got a big platform. Obviously, it's a huge name. Things like arrogant and ignorant. Um, did you feel a bit upset by them comments? You know, I wouldn't say upset. I wouldn't say upset, but I think 90, 99% of the, boxing, of the boxing world, like the media and everything, they know I'm not arrogant or ignorant. Do you know what I mean? I've got a good relationship with, I think, everyone. Near enough everyone anyway. So, um, yeah, in terms of that, I'm not really bothered. I'm not really bothered because I know it ain't the truth. I know it's not the truth. And, um, yeah, that's, that's about it. OK, well, let's move on to, quickly before we close off, potentially what could be next year. Amza, I didn't speak to you before your fight about Denzel Bentley and his world title shot against Jana Beck because I just wanted to keep the questions about River Wilson Bent. Now the fight's over. I spoke to George Warren today. Um, he said that he welcomes, from a Queensbury point of view, a fight between yourself and Denzel next year. Are you open to that? Yeah, of course, of course. Listen to him, it's a, it's a great fight. He's come off a, off a great performance against Johnny Beck, uh, and that's risen his stock. It's risen his stock massively, and for me to get in the, in the ring and share it with Denzel will be an honour, will be an honour, and I'm sure it'll be definitely a great fight, and like I always say, may the best man win. How do you think it plays out, you and Denzel Bentley? Of course, of course I look at myself as the only winner. I'd be, I'd be silly not to. But what I, what I can tell you for sure, it will definitely be a hell of a fight. All London clash, I'm sure uh, Frank would be fully behind that. In terms of Janabek, obviously world champion, you are targeting world titles maybe at the back end of 2023, start of 2024. How do you rate him as a champion? Yeah, no, listen, like I said, I've done plenty of rounds of him sparring, shared plenty of rounds with him, and he's a great fighter. He's a, like I said, he's world champion at the end of the day, so he's got to be respected in terms of that. But um, yeah, if I was to get in the ring with him, there'd definitely be no respect there. I know you've just had your fight and you're chilling out and relaxing, but do you anticipate a fight date for 2023? Uh, nothing yet. I'm not sure of anything yet. Just sit down with Frank and, and the team and see where we go from there. Okay. What is it that you're looking from 2023? Is it about headlining shows and breaking out as a star? Yeah, of course, of course. It's about definitely headlining shows. I'd say, yeah, I definitely want to headline a few more shows and just keep making sure my performances, like I said, are getting better and better. And it puts me in good stead, good stead to fight for 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 a world title, for a British title. I've got loads of loads of doors and avenues I can I can go down, so my doors are open to anything. How would you say it's going with Frank Warren and BT Sport? Great, great. I'd just like to, while I got the opportunity, I just like to thank Frank, Frank Andy, Frank BT Sport for for getting me this far in my career, for giving me the opportunity from day one. So yeah, just all I got to do is keep listening, keep winning, and doing my thing. On a more light-hearted note about that situation I was talking about with Amir Khan earlier, as a positive, and not that you were looking through a, that situation as a self-promotion avenue, but it has given you a little bit of promotion since your win. So do you take that as a positive? Yeah, Matt, listen, it's given me a lot, a lot of followers, a lot of 
I'm seeing a lot of comments like I didn't know who Hamza Shiraz was, but I know who he is now and I'm supporting him. So, Mr. Khan, thank you very much for that, mate. <laughs> Hamza Shiraz, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Always make time for us. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night at uh, Akaya Lounge here in Slough. And, uh, yeah, congratulations on a great 2022. And we'll speak, hopefully, in 2023. All right, Hamza? Zuma, thank you very much for coming, man. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.